This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Turning now to your health and chronic pain in particular, it's a devastating condition that ruins quality of life for tens of thousands of people, and especially now in winter under lockdown when people are moving less, it may be even more of a problem for many of us. Medical cannabis may be the answer for this and many other conditions. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. If you have questions, if you've tried medical cannabis, uh, let us know how it's worked for you, depending on uh, what you are suffering from. If you're hesitant, you want to ask some questions. Now I'd like to welcome Dr. Daniel Schechter, the Associate Director of Clinical Education at Santé Cannabis, one of Canada's leading clinical and research organizations. Hi there, Dr. Schechter. Hi, Libby. Thank you for having me today. Thanks for coming on. We've talked before. So, uh, first of all, um, you're saying that things can actually be worse when we are moving less and uh, we're under lockdown. How so? That's right. One of the main things that we advocate for, for people who have chronic pain, uh, along with medications, is physical activity. It's important to keep the joints moving in order to prevent them from seizing up. It's the same reason why we have to start our car every couple days to prevent everything from seizing up. And you can imagine when things seize up, it's more painful, uh, it takes a while to get going. Uh, so it's really important to maintain that physical activity. In addition, uh, changes in weather often affect various people's arthritis, and you can get flare-ups of arthritis. And furthermore, during the holiday season, we tend to eat food that we might not indulge in as much, so lots of sugars, uh, white flour, and all of that can also lead to inflammation, which can cause worsening pain. So when we take all this together, we see that in winter, we often have an increase in chronic pain. And now that we're in lockdown and moving even less, we see that even more. Uh, so it's kind of like a vicious cycle. There's more pain and the pain kind of stops you from exercising or moving and that causes more pain. That's exactly right. And that's why we are trying to encourage everyone to maintain some type of physical activity regime while at home and self-isolating and in lockdown. And that could include going out for walks. It could include just going up and down the stairs or the hallway in your house. If you have some exercise equipment, that would be great. Uh, but as we know, chronic pain is not just managed by exercise. Uh, we, can, we often also need medications. And one of the medications many people ask about is medical cannabis. Okay, tell me about that because uh, it's often, you know, touted as as it can it can replace opioids, which are extremely dangerous. 
That's right. So when we talk about management of chronic pain, we have many different options from Tylenol and Advil uh, to anti-inflammatory medications to opioids, which, as you had mentioned, have their own inherent dangers, as well as medical cannabis. And what's interesting is about five years ago, there was a very important study that showed that while we have been prescribing opioids for chronic pain uh, for quite some time, the science shows that there is really no uh, difference between opioids and other medications such as Tylenol, Advil, or even medical cannabis. So these other options are just as effective as opioids and a lot safer. Well, even if you take Tylenol or ibuprofen over a very long period of time and maybe take too much of it, even those things which are over the counter, they can be dangerous too, right? That's right. So, you know, Anything that is being used to treat your chronic pain, if uh, you are using it to treat chronic pain, you should definitely be speaking with your doctor about it in order to get the right recommendations to make sure that you're using uh, the right medication as well as the right dose. While Tylenol is usually a very safe, uh, in doses of under three grams a day, people who use it in higher quantities might put their liver at risk. Uh, and for other medications like Advil that you can get over the counter, um, if you have other underlying disease conditions such as high blood pressure or a propensity for bleeding, then Advil or other anti-inflammatories might not be the right medication for you. And, you know, because uh, people who are uh, over the age of 60, often have uh, other medical conditions, they're on other medications. It's important to talk to your doctor about what medication might be best for you. And when it comes to medical cannabis, one of the nice things about medical cannabis is that it is very safe to combine with just about any other medication. Okay, yeah. let's take a call from uh, Dominic in Woodbridge. Hi, Dominic. Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? Uh, okay. Uh, my uh, not bad. Uh, my basic question is about the. Uh, I have trouble sleeping, and I, you answered my question about uh, like I take uh, blood pressure, blood thinner, and because I had a mini stroke five years ago, but I'm okay now. I walk a lot. I do exercise. I'm fairly good shape for my age, I think. So uh, you're uh, 65. My major problem is sleeping. Lack of sleep. I have trouble sleeping, uh, and it's not. Uh, I don't need a CPAC. I just have trouble falling asleep. Yeah, so so Dominic, thank you for your question, and, and I'm really happy to hear that you are getting out on a daily basis and staying active. Yes, I do. Yes. And when it comes to sleep difficulties, this is one of the things that we encounter most frequently. People often have sleep difficulties either because they have chronic pain and their pain is acting up at night and they have trouble sleeping, or because they're anxious and they have too many thoughts going through their heads. And uh, we also have people who just have never been able to sleep, have what we call insomnia. And yeah. for all of these conditions, medical cannabis may be a good option for you. But it's also important to remember that medical cannabis is not a single product. That medical cannabis is, has many different formats that are, can be used either inhaled or ingested. 
And it also has different ingredients of the two main uh, active ingredients, which are THC and CBD. And for that reason, it's important to speak to your doctor or a doctor that is knowledgeable in medical cannabis to get um, to get the recommendation as to which product formulation in terms of how it's going to be delivered to you and what makeup of both THC and CBD is going to best work for you. And uh, as, as Dominic pointed out that he takes blood pressure pills, that, that's not an issue with medical cannabis, right? Absolutely not. One of, one of the amazing things is that I've had many, many patients over the years who came to me for their initial visit and said, uh, you know, Doc, my, my, my family doctor is actually monitoring my blood pressure because he's telling me I might have to start it. It's really getting on the high side. And after I start them on medical cannabis and see them three months later, they often tell me, you know, Doc, it's a miracle. Not only is my pain better, but I went back to my doctor and he said my blood pressure is better. <laughs> so the, these are sometimes some of the unexpected benefits that we see with medical cannabis. Okay, Dominic, thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay, let's go to Warner in Tilsonburg. Hi, Warner. Hi, Libby. Thank you. I am on Oxy, or I have been on Oxycovic for quite a while, five mil pill, one in the morning, one in the afternoon for my sciatica. I wonder whether the medical cannabis is better than the Oxy. Which one should I choose? This is an excellent question and uh, something that is uh, very topical, and I'm very happy you called. You have sciatica, which is an irritation of the nerve root causing pain going down your leg. And that pain is often a burning or numbing or lightning bolt sensation. And this is what we call neuropathic pain because it's, it's pain that is uh, causing caused by an irritation of your nerve. And we know that opioids, the medication that you're taking, the oxy, does not work very well for neuropathic pain. And um, medical cannabis, one of the very best indication is to help people who are suffering from neuropathic pain to help reduce the sensation of neuropathic pain, and also to get their mind off of the pain so that you can get on with your day and you can do what you need to do. So I think you would be an excellent candidate to uh, transfer from opioids over to uh, medical cannabis or what we generally refer to as cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. But obviously... That last, that last name, Dr. Kanaka? Cannabinoids. This is a term that refers to all medications uh, that are similar to medical cannabis. And I would recommend that you speak to your doctor. If your doctor is not comfortable uh, prescribing or recommending medical cannabis, then there are many specialized medical cannabis clinics that will see you upon a, a request for consultation from your family doctor or your pain specialist? Doctor, I have spoken to my doctor. I've been on those uh, oxys now for about three years, four years. And my doctor, I wanted to ask him to get on that uh, cannabis. Uh, 
And my doctor says, uh, just keep taking them. You're doing good. Don't listen to your friends. Uh, you know what, Warner? There are a lot of doctors, GPs, who are not comfortable with cannabis. It's really not very hard to, to find a doctor who is. And uh, you should just at least get a consultation, right? Yeah. Um, and give it a try because uh, oxycontin, oxycodone, whatever it is you're having, it's 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 not good for you. Um, and the medical cannabis might work better. Yeah, I'm I'm in complete agreement, Libby. And while cannabis clinics will see patients on a referral basis at the request of their family doctor or specialist, there are many cannabis clinics that will see patients without a referral. And, and uh, patients can request a consultation and they will very happily see you and assess you to see if you are a good candidate. Okay, Warner, thanks for your call and good luck. Thank you very much. Okay. And we're taking your calls and answering your questions, so I'm going to get right to it. We've got Elizabeth in Welland. Hello, Elizabeth. Good day to you, Libby. Enjoy your. I'm enjoy, I really enjoy your show. Thank you very much. And I have a a real important question for Doctor Schechter. It's regarding hair falling out, really, really badly. And I'm on high blood pressure pills, for valsartan, also Synthroid. And I'm wondering if it's just of being inside so long and so much, because when I do go out, I don't go out for very long. I'm not a cold person, first of all. Uh, what does this have to do with medical cannabis? Yes, I have been given by an acquaintance, acquaintance over the holidays CBD oil 500 milli. For for hair loss? No, just to take for, to help with the blood pressure. Okay, so so Elizabeth, uh, yes, first of all, I would not use the CBD oil that your friend gave you. Okay. Uh, before you start treatment for any medical condition with medical okay. cannabis, it's important to speak to your family doctor or a specialist okay. in medical cannabis. Uh, with regards to your hair, uh, mm -hmm. there could be two reasons. One, it could be your thyroid levels are uh, abnormal. Another could be for, because of increased anxiety or stress. So either way, I would recommend that you follow up with your family doctor. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you so very much, doctor. Thank you, Libby. Okay, you're welcome. Let's go to Marilyn in Waterdown. Hello, Marilyn. Oh, hello. Hi, Libby. Um I enjoy your show very much. Thank you. And uh, I was very interested in this um, this uh, topic because I myself uh, had a very serious accident uh, 20 years ago. And um, uh, RSD, what they call it, chronic regional pain syndrome type 2 because I had nerve damage. And at that time, I was put on narcotics and um, multiple other drugs get the pain controlled and saw many specialists in Toronto and Hamilton. And uh, my, I have a pain specialist in Hamilton who is considered the number one pain specialist who sees a lot of residents from 
the Hamilton Health Sciences. So he's very um, uh, up on pain medications, and I saw pain specialists at the Western in Toronto. And um, so I continued on high doses of fentanyl patches. I had two of those on and hydromorphone and medications for burning pain. And I wondered if this uh, doctor would uh, is familiar with uh, RSD or chronic regional pain syndrome type 2? Uh, yes. So uh, chronic regional pain syndrome is a type of neuropathic pain that can be very responsive to medical cannabis. Uh, many patients okay. who are suffering from those conditions use medical cannabis with great effect. It is often added on to their uh, existing pharmacologic therapies, and it is well-tolerated and can improve symptom management and your ability to function. Okay. Um, I really disagree. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I feel that there are a lot of people listening that are being steered to cannabis. And I did bring this up with my specialist a few years ago before it became legal, and he does not agree with it. Um, okay, well, you I know think- what? It's if it's uh, people are being steered to consult with their doctors because yeah. uh, there has been research, and it may or may not work for you. So okay. uh, if you're if if you don't, I mean, it's up to you. Um, the doctor is saying that for some people it does work with similar conditions. Let us go to Colleen in Hamilton. Hi, Colleen. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, good. I would just like to ask the doctor if uh, cystitis, chronic cystitis or uh, bladder pain, if it would help because they also want me to be on um, uh, opiates and, and, you know, things for pain. And I've never been on anything. I'm in very good health, so I just want to ask him if that would also be beneficial for me? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And what I'll tell you is that we actually don't have any scientific literature or randomized controlled trials to support using cannabis for chronic cystitis. But anecdotally, I have heard from a good handful of patients that it has actually worked for them. And that's why it's always worthwhile to talk with your doctor about whether it is worthwhile to try what we would call a therapeutic trial, which means that we would start you on a low dose to see, first of all, if you tolerate it, and second of all, to see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then we would take you off of it. But my personal bias is that I would prefer to try someone on medical cannabis before I try someone on an opioid because of the much better safety profile that cannabis has. Okay, Colleen, thanks for your call. And um, thank you. Okay. And uh, I think it it is very important to note that uh, if you're listening to the doctor, he says, you've got to do this with a doctor. That it's 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 not like recreational cannabis. Uh, let's go to Susan in Whitby. Hi, Susan. Hello. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Um, I love your show. Thank I you. I wanted to ask the doctor. Um, I recently been diagnosed. Took an MRI after twenty years, 
um, I have dysplasia. And um, so at nighttime, it starts acting up where I have problems sleeping, like it's actually throbbing in my hips. I have been doing exercise uh, lately, like walking. Um, but I'm just wondering, I've been on Tylenol 4s for, for years, if I could possibly ask the doctor about um, medical uh, cannabis for that, if that would be an option. Yeah, Susan, you are an excellent candidate for medical cannabis, and I would I encourage you to speak with your doctor or get I a referral to uh, a cannabis yeah. clinic. The, uh, what you're describing it really is a classic um, picture of chronic pain, uh, uh, someone who has chronic pain. Just a minute, there's some kind of very weird... Uh, okay, try it again. There was just some very weird noise on that. Go ahead, doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what I was saying is that uh, Susan is a very classical patient and really is similar to about 60 or 70% of my patients. Chronic pain with difficulty sleeping at night, and she would be a great candidate for medical cannabis. And I would encourage her to speak to her doctor or go to a cannabis clinic. Someone like her would benefit from CBD oil during the day to reduce inflammation and then in the evening, a combination of THC and CBD to help both with inflammation, pain, and sleep. Okay. Yvonne in Burlington. Hello, Yvonne. Oh, you're really fast. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, trying to get, we're trying to get people in. We don't have very much time left. And I know that. Um, I, I, expiry date on oil, because I've used it before it worked, and did I got some other stuff, and I did take for a while, and it was three times the strength, and it didn't do anything. So is there an expiry date on oil? Yeah, so there is no uh, expiry date, but there is a best before. Usually it's about one year from the date of manufacturing. Uh, and it doesn't expire, but it does tend to lose its potency over time. Well, it lost it. <laughs> but it did work when I was taking it. So, uh, yeah, I love your show. I love you, Libby. I watch on TV. Love your show. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. What happened to Ben? Where'd Ben go? Ben? Face music. Oh, uh, we'll have to figure that out. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we are uh, in the home stretch here. Dr. Schechter, what would you like to leave us with? I'd like to leave you with the fact that medical cannabis has quite a bit of developing evidence and research behind it. I think that anyone who is suffering from chronic pain and has either been offered opioids or who is already on opioids should speak to their doctor about considering a transition from opioids to cannabis. And if your own family doctor or specialist is not interested in talking about cannabis, reach out to a physician at another cannabis clinic who is, because you deserve the right information from a physician who is knowledgeable and can provide you information based on facts and not prejudice. And uh, when you say a transition, it's not necessarily, first of all, it's gradual probably, and it's not necessarily an entire transition. You might take, you know, less opioid and some medical cannabis, right? That's exactly right. We often see people being able to reduce their opioids by 50 to 75% with the addition of just a very small amount of medical cannabis oil. Okay, well, that sounds interesting. Thank you so much, Dr. Daniel Schechter. We appreciate it. 
Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe and stay healthy. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and Free For All Friday is coming up tomorrow, so we'll be talking about what you want to talk about. So uh, call us back then, and that is all the time we had for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.